Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right, it's the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am very, very good. And we're going to start out with our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine, and Spirits, like we do every single week and have done for seven years now here on The Beer Show. And Tom is here represented Elevated this evening. They have the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. It's not even close. They are in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and... In White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street. Hi, Tom. You seem like you're in a really good mood today. It must be the weather. You know what it is? It's part of the. the it, it is partly the weather. We finally have a nice day outside. Uh, baseball playoffs. I'm a oh, huge fan. We're right in the middle of football season, and we're here to talk. Surly, I'm so excited it right now. Exciting, yeah, yeah. baby. The holy uh, grail of beer ownership in the house, right? We, uh, but we do have to deal with Omar. But other than that, <laughs> everything's fine. Well, we just had this thing to come together. We're so excited. We invited uh, Omar from Surly Brewing to come on the show today to talk about our our release for one of the most anticipated beers every year, and that is Darkness. Omar, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Seven years. Wow, nice job, guys. First of all, I want to mention the fact that you know that you were. The very first person to send us a gift on the inception of the beer show. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Well, I think it was beer. <laughs> it was probably beer. It was. It's usually about the only gift I send. Honestly, Omar, can I tell you? Can I tell you a, a quick, quick story? So I'm sitting there. I'm super nervous because I have no idea how the show is going to go. I barely know Mike. Mm-hmm. I I have never met the guys from Elevated, but I'm I just want it to go well. And I go into the production studio and I get an email saying that there's a gift for you from Surly. And I went and got it. I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the Holy Grail. People might bring us beer every week. And maybe. I went, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, thank you for believing in the show is what I meant to say. Thank oh, you very well, no, much. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy to do it. Happy to be part of it all these years. Go ahead, Mike. What it's still my favorite thing of all seven years of all the shows. Only one time did we have a totally complete beerless show. And boy, was that show a drag. <laughs> I mean, it was like, wow. And then like one other guy brought two cans of warm beer. I'm like, I think, Tom, you were here. And we're like, we're drinking it. We don't care. <laughs> don't care. Okay. Don't <laughs> care. All right. So let's talk a little Darkness Day. Uh, the, the event itself was a couple of weeks back. Uh, obviously, another smashing success for you guys at Surly. Yeah, the weather was great this year, which Good. is awesome. You know, it's in Wisconsin. And uh, we had a bunch of people come on out, camp out, listen to some music, drink some beer. Buy some darkness and uh, and get home safe. Remind well, me, Somerset was that? That's correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, and I mean, you had an unbelievable guest list this year too. I mean, how has that developed? Yeah, like? you know, the previous year. Well, that's one of the benefits of being able to go to Wisconsin and the beer laws are. You know, you can kind of do a lot of stuff, a little bit more, and yeah. have a have guest breweries send beer because for years we've sent beer to other breweries for their festivals. You just can't do that in really? Minnesota. So yeah, we've we sent beer all over the country: Florida, California, Indiana, New York. It's I didn't part know that of, was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the it's part of what craft brewers do. They'll sort of send beer to other people's festivals because it's great exposure for us. Mm-hmm. We know the people that are going to those 
uh, beer festivals or, or events that those breweries are hardcore beer fans. Yeah. Sure. So we wanted to bring that to Minnesota. Last year we did it our first time. We had too many beers. It was, <laughs> it didn't, you know, first time. You never know. You, learn, you always uh, learn. So a this bit. year we pared it down to twenty you know, beers, like microphone, uh, uh, um, uh, some pretty amazing stuff from all over the country. So it was just twenty beers, twenty breweries. And it just went over really well because it, there was a little more time. Last year, we kind of rushed it, so there was time for people to sample Are they the sending beers. you a, a keg of beer? What are they doing? Yeah, usually that... we'll send them a six-barrel, okay. and then they'll fill it up and get it back to us. So we'll send them an empty six-barrel oh, through okay. UPS. You know, sure. it's just a keg. It's empty. <laughs> and it's, then they know, ship it back. Uh, that is such a cool yeah. idea. I had no idea that people did that. It's so different than my industry. If someone was opening a hardware store down in Florida, <laughs> I'd say, well, hopefully they go out of business soon so I can get their paint tinter for cheap. I mean, I wouldn't quite no, say that. But if someone was opening a harbor store down in Florida, you would say, hey, can oh, I run? Can it? I can I come down here and live on the beach? How close it's, is it to the gap? It's just Coast different, to... right? I mean, it's different than elevated. You don't, uh, when someone opens another liquor store in Minneapolis, you don't run over there and say, hey, I'm sending you flowers. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. You want them to do well. This I, I was is just interesting. Kidding. And I just brought it up because it's just such a cool thing. You know, it continues to push the envelope. You know, Darkness has been traditionally, you know, one of those premium beers that, that you know, that uh, beer geeks really go after mm -hmm. and cherish, and then they're bringing those type of things in, stuff that you can't get anywhere else. You know, you have to leave the state uh, or go to these breweries oftentimes to try some of these beers. So just that vibe and that uh, uh, sensibility, you know, coming together for Darkness Day to celebrate that. And uh, we got a we're, we're continuing to do that with the cool uh, retail release this year. Mm -hmm. uh, October 31st, Darkness comes out in retail stores. And, of course, uh, we're trying to do something a little cool and different, and we're fortunate enough to rope Omar into a, a, a signing, a little meet and greet. No way. Uh, at cool. the store on, on the release date, Halloween the 31st from 4 to 6. Uh, he's going to be hanging out at Elevated Minneapolis, uh, signing bottles, signing babies. I don't know. What, what, you, what are you going to dress? You know what you should dress as? Ilhan Omar. Oh, Brilliant. God. Wouldn't that be brilliant? His name's sure. Omar. Her last name's Omar. That would be hilarious. Wow. Omar, as, you your, um, as your legal term. representation don't in this case, it. that's a really bad okay. idea. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, you're in the hardware business, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with that. Wow. I loved it. Don't quit your day job is what you're saying. Listening all these years, you know, driving home from work on Thursday or wherever I'm at, I'm like, man, I'm... When, when am I going to get to do something at the store? Like, I don't ever, you know, I've been on the show. And yeah, right. So when we talk to uh, to Bob, who's our guy who handles You're our, our liquor store beer business. show. Right. I'm like, dude, let's do something. Like, come on, man. They've That's been cool. great. I mean, they've one of our best accounts and been so for years. So happy to do it and sign some bottles four to six on the 31st, the day the beer gets released. And I don't know. Maybe we'll have some candy. Maybe we'll bring some special beers. I was going to say, does that cut beers. into trick-or-treating time for you, Omar? Well, I don't. So the way it works at my house is my wife hides all the candy. Okay. And then usually some night I'll just look for it all because there's always <laughs> Reese's Pieces and Peanut Butter Cups, and I might eat them all. Got it. So usually I take care of the Halloween candy beforehand. That's all right, how it so works I, at my house. I want to hit on darkness uh, at, at, individually here because I know that this is a very popular beer when it comes out You know, every single year. Uh, how is this year different, or are, is it just continuing to climb each and every year as we continue forward with you guys at Surly? You know, I think that our goal is to make it the same every year. I mean, it is different year to year, right? The varietal of it, some things are different, but... Because I will tell you, I have some really psychopathic friends that mark this day down every single year for this release. Well, good. 
Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. the whole. You want people to be excited about <laughs> Good. it. That's one of the you know that that's one of the fun things about beer releases. You know, you've got Goose Island and Black Friday. You've got a number of breweries that that have these these fun events. And you know, at the end of the day, beer is supposed to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that brings people together. They share these beers. You know, we we always crack ours on on uh, Christmas. That's kind of our tradition to drink a couple and give the kids a little bit. And um, you know, it's it's that's that's what's fun fun for it for us. But you know, the different part this year is we choose a different artist every year, which we've done from the beginning. Yeah. Um, some illustrious Minnesota artists have have been uh, uh, done that work for us. So this year it's Tim Chapman. So he's got some uh, his own interpretation of it, and he's kind of worked the brewery into that's it for sweet. the first time. So yeah. we've got some. Some kind of Godzilla esque destruction of the Surly Brewery. It looks like he's looking for his I own I didn't even realize that that was what the background was on here, but that's your brewery. That's fermenters. That is so cool. He wants his own giant 600 barrels <laughs> yeah, of darkness. I'm drink all this. <laughs> okay, let, I, I just did some Googling, which is dangerous oh, when yeah. I do this during the I'm show. Here. Wow. So I'm looking at something on eBay right now. It's rare, oh. empty bottles of darkness. And it's from 2007, 8, 10, 11, 12, and they're asking $2,395. I have those bottles also, so I'm happy to... <laughs> I mean, oh, that's crazy. so when people come to Elevated on the 31st and you sign a bottle, are you perplexed that people are trading? This, is, this has no beer in it. These are empty bottles. What an amazing yeah. limited production and wanted item if these things are going for so... You know, what a great price they're selling for. You know, the, the whole idea when we started was to make something, everything, when we we take on a project, we try to make it great in every way. And the different artists every year, you know, that's, you know, it, there, there's, there are a lot of things that don't make sense about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not economical. It it's, it's makes it really hard. But, man, it's just something cool, right? Like, it's Absolutely. a cool thing to do. Like, putting your face on a can of beer. Yep. Like, it's just a cool thing to do. And that's, the, the, I think, what's made it so fun. And. You know, back in those early days, that that 2007 year, we only had 560 bottles because I numbered each one of them. Sure. I remember. And yeah, man, people are you know there. That is a collector's item, that art, because there's so little of it. And you know, I who would have guessed? No one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's great to see that people embrace you know not just the beer, but kind of what what uh, you know a bunch of Minnesota artists have put together. And Adam Turman, that first one, and Nick Scrady from Uptown Tattoo, who did my surly tattoo, and uh, you know uh, so many. DeWitt, so many great, you yep. know, you've seen them all in the Growler, you know, yeah, the cover of the Growler magazine. Yeah, have been through the beer show, too, a few of them, too. Yep. Uh, and obviously we've had our, uh, we've worked with Terman and, and DeWitt as well. So it's it's a really cool uh, thing to kind of look back on now and right. see kind of where this has started and where it's gone to. Um, it's pretty neat. So has this always, remind me, has this always circulated around Halloween every yeah. year for you guys at dark, for Darkness Day, it's really? Yes. It's all, you know, we used to uh, have the release at the brewery in October, usually it was the, the Saturday before Halloween. Got it. Um, and then it would come out shortly thereafter. Um, but being that we kind of made it more of a camping event, we needed to move it up some time just to try and hit some warmer weather is really the <laughs> the goal. Okay, cool. And I, and again, I know that this is going to – I you know what I'm thinking now is the day of Halloween because I always picture you, – you, you just mentioned uh, the, uh, the, the, the Goose Island release date where the people are lined up around well, the block. Well. Now I'm picturing – all the way down Hiawatha for in, people to get Omar's autograph. And I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are dressed up as the scarecrow and whatnot, but they're going to be lined up to get Omar's autograph. That's really cool. You know, we're just trying to, to like you said, kind of add something that we can here and there and and try and do something cool. So we'll see how this goes. I'm excited about it. And, you know, we're going to have some... I want to say we're going to have some vintage bottles might be circling around. Uh, so, you know, for those folks that are looking for something uh, 
along those lines. Uh, we should have some uh, things pulling out from the cellar that we're excited about. You know, we'll set aside bottles sure. like like uh, like uh, beer fans often do, and 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 pull some of those out for this event. You know, but you're not going to have enough bottles of darkness for people in line because that's just not going to be possible. Correct. <laughs> So what what do you suggest they try? And Omar will sign something different than a bottle of darkness because I assume well, we you're not going to have. Probably. You know, I mean, it's it's a little different than it was. Let's go. Like I say, it's not 2010 anymore. Yeah, you know, we we make more than you we make, used to. Okay. Yeah. And the goal for us is not to be like, oh, you're going to run out. Like yeah. we, you know, we want people people to, to be able to find it. the okay. beer. So I mean, I think the last time I did, I've done it a couple years now. And the last uh, liquor stores we did it at, they I. I think almost everyone got a bottle. Yeah, so. oh, really? okay. it, sh- it should be. I mean, you know, who knows how many people are going to show up exactly, but we we should have plenty. Okay. So Let's how how like do that. you walk that fine line, Omar? Because obviously it's a beer that's that's highly coveted, really sought after, but at the same time you want to kind of keep it in demand, so to speak, but you want to be able to appease all of your fans too. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's definitely a balance. A lot of people, and we talked about this back in the day, like, well, just make it year-round. Like, it's so, so popular. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, but no. as soon as you can get something all the time, it it's not special anymore, right? And and uh, the goal is not to be like, let's make as little as we can and jack the price up. Like that, that's not what you want to do to your customers, also, because they're the people that made us who we are. Um, so it's trying to find a balance that there's enough for, yeah. Because man, when stores don't get get enough beer, like uh, oh man, like you hear about it, and we don't control that anymore, right? We don't sell the beer ourselves like we used to. Mm-hmm. We have a distributor that does that, but you know, we used. To, I shouldn't even tell the numbers. Come on, it's the beer show. Nobody's listening. We used listening. to get some stores. Uh, a lot of pa- pallet of ca- of cases of beer, yeah. and they would call up and be like, "That other store got it one more case." I'm like, <laughs> wow. "No, you got like you have more than our distributor. Like some of our distributors got like you got so much beer, you have no idea. Like, but that guy got one more bottle. Yeah. Like, oh man, there's no winning, but you do the best you can, and right. it kind of works out. It's a fine line to walk. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, indulge me here for a second, Omar. Okay, because I want to introduce uh, a new client and a new and a new uh, a partner with us here on the beer show, and that's Dasco Labels. Uh, Omar, you're a guy. Um, you're running kind of a startup uh, brewery, so you'll you'll <laughs> like this. Pay attention, uh, fellow beer lovers and beer makers. You got to listen up because uh, I want to introduce you to Dasco. They're not just a label company. They're beverage labeling experts. If you need a rush order of custom labels for your new seasonal brew, they got you. If you're interested in bringing your beverage labeling in-house, Dasco can help. My friends at Dasco, they're going to work with you to maximize your brand potential with over 60 years of experience. They have the expertise that you need to succeed. You can learn more about how they can help you from a creative development to labeling at Dasco.com. They are local and family-owned and operated, and mostly they're beer fans, and they are here to help you and your brewery grow. Dasco.com. That's D-A-S-C-O.com. Dasco, local labeling solutions for all things beverage. Don't worry, Dasco, I just signed Surly up for a, a 10-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Omar, a real serious question because I, 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 I knew I was going to have you on the show tonight, and I have to ask you because I cannot tell you the response when I recommended Mosh Pit to some of my uh, fellow hazy IPA heads. 
And damn it, we can't find it anymore. We're mad. We're outraged. Make it year round. And you're gonna have a your mosh pit on your own. Well, it, it is available <laughs> year round. So oh, somebody you just gotta. Me. It's I'm, it's a, it's an elevated. It's yep. gotta be. Yep. It is because yes. I was informed that it was seasonal. So I it wasn't at elevated. Yeah. Not that I don't shop anywhere else. <laughs> but I was told it was seasonal. But this is you year must round. have heard about that online. Don't trust everything. Dang you read it! About I gotta online. stop Fake trusting news. the internet. No, no, that one that one is a, is a year round beer for but, us. But my God, what a fantastic beer! And has it been? as successful or is it just because of Chris Reavers that uh, you guys have been able to float that beer <laughs> No, it, it's been great. Uh, you know, it took us a little while to get one and the guys went through a lot of iterations at the at the beer hall. I think we had seven hazy IPAs on at one time so thank you to <laughs> beer hall service staff for yeah. living through that nightmare. No doubt. Um, but I know I'll have the hazy beer. Yeah. <laughs> which one? Um, but uh, I think we ended up with something everyone is super excited about and it's gone over really well. well it's it's kind of my go-to now. I was going to say uh, Todd the Axe Man for me forever was my go-to mm-hmm. Surly. It got usurped by Mosh Pit, I, and I hate saying that because I love Axe Man. It's my, it's, it was always my favorite Surly, but I think Mosh Pit edged it just slightly, just slightly. Well, and they're they're coming out with more and more. You know, I mean, Yummy Bear was the yep, was just came West out. Coast, it's, dang, it's, West it's, Coast IPA right now. I haven't it's had that cool. one. It's kind of cool. I mean, Surly's really kind of hitting this maturity where now you're able to do some more of these things, and and they have the systems and the production in place, and and of course, wet. Just came mm-hmm. out uh, the wet hop, the mm-hmm. fresh harvest uh, hop ale. Um, so you know you gotta you gotta keep your options open. You can't just drink mosh pit, man. Why, Tom? Why? <laughs> hey, Omar, what was the last thing you tried in your tap room that instantly was so clear that you had to put it into full production? Do you remember the last beer that hey everybody loved X Y Z? That's going straight to the canning. Let's go get that in. Yeah, it's probably Grapefruit Supreme. You know, it was a beer that came out in the spring that we were playing around with, and it's a it's a it's a crusher, and um, it 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 was one of those beers. that's like, oh man, uh, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, we should, yeah, let's keep working we on this. We should do that. And you never know, like you know, we we brew so many beers, and that's the great thing. We finally been able to utilize the Brooklyn Center Brewery mm-hmm. as a production and test batches yeah. for Minneapolis, and we have got a lot of things dialed in, which has taken a couple years to do and yeah. get new beers developed and work on the recipes. Um, so we have batches come out, and sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, it's good." Yeah, you like, know, oh, it's IPA, it's, but yeah. it's not like that different or that you know that that stands out. Um, but that was sort of a whole new uh, uh, um, uh, style for us, and it just it it was great. So I think that one will be uh, that one did pretty well for us this summer in uh, variety packs and. And came out in six packs. Yep. Yeah. We talked to Ben, I want to say, about that. Ben Smith was on. Mm-hmm. And and he was, that was around the time when that was just kind of like, oh, okay, we're going to make this into six packs. Yeah. Right. I am a like, incredible believer in in uh, number metrics, right? And if I'm, if I have Surly's Place, which is going through a lot of beer, and I have everyone's transaction in my computer, and I can look and say, that credit card customer bought four of that beer compared to all these other credit card customers buying one of a certain beer. I mean, you can, you have incredible data that you can see, man, these people drink more of these when they come in here. Mm -hmm. It's not a thousand people trying one. It's 500 people having two compared to everyone else having one and a quarter or whatever. I mean, that is that, do you go that deep or do you just say, Hey, we made 50 barrels and they're gone in three weeks. Uh, I don't don't think we go quite that deep. I don't think the, the, the systems are, we don't have anyone looking at numbers uh, Mm -hmm. like quite like that. But I, 10 minutes. But I, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you exactly. But I think uh, um, we, we, we can certainly get a feel from the folks working in the beer hall of what's going on yeah. and what's, you know, the things that are, um, you know, if people are, you can just kind of tell by the general numbers sure. of, of how it's going. But I think uh, 
you know, that is one of the things we've tried to do better over the last few years is like pay a little more attention to what's going on as opposed to just putting the beers out there. Yeah, sure. um, so not to that level. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we certainly try and look every week to see what's, what's going up, what's going down. What's, Have you noticed any trends to lower ABV? That seems to be, mm-hmm. you know, we've been doing that for a while. You know, like we were never a big 14% kind of Avery you know, brewery mm-hmm. that has those really huge beers. Um, so I think we've had a number of sessionable beers on for a while, just kind of the nature of the, of the beer hall space too. Mm-hmm. And you know, man, you get a 12% beer, like. You right, can huh? have one. You're having yeah. one. And then you have, see you, you later. Know, you have two. Yeah. It's like oof. Um, so, you know, we once again we're lucky to have so many taps and so many beers. So we try and have the gamut of it. And you know, for people, you want to have the the high ABV and the barrel aged beers because those are certainly the special beers that people get excited about and they'll drive out for. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's gonna you know drive across town for a session beer. They're sure. usually just not that. You know, n- not something that's gonna get someone um, to do that. So having a bit of both. Uh, has worked for us, but you know those. You know, what you can have happen with some of those bigger beers is like you'll get kind of a, a your hardcore beer crowd to go through, and then it kind of slows down because you know they're they're excited to drink it the first time, sure. and maybe right. your average consumer isn't. You've never labeled a beer light, right? What what is it? Uh, indeed, came out with uh, honey. Um, oh, Mexican honey. Mexican light. honey light, and that's killing it, right? Because it has the word light on it, and most people who drink macro beers drink light beer. Mm-hmm. And you, you've never done that, or is that even a contemplation? Would you ever step to the word light? I know no, that's a really I, deep I think business that's question. Really our, darkness uh, light. Yeah, Dark. right. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I had that like five years ago. I said you call it brightness. <laughs> no, I don't think that's uh, uh, in our in our uh, uh, coming up for us. I mean, we don't really have any salt. We're not really doing any seltzers or, or light beers. And <laughs> dang, you, know, you just killed this next question. I, yeah. I love those. <laughs> so I kill for a surly seltzer. Awesome. Oh my god. Uh, but no, uh, we don't. That's just not been uh, kind of what we've done. But you know, man, the world's certainly changing in the, but, in the beer scene. But what mm. about the Tattersaw? deal the liqueur right yes that's correct i don't know when that's going to hit the sh- do you know when that's hitting the shelves because there's been a little <laughs> why don't you let him know Tom? <laughs> well <clears throat> it's coming soon let's say that what but is Tom, it yeah I mean, they worked uh they grabbed some darkness from us and and uh distilled it on down really um, yeah, oh, cool. t- taste a little bit of a darkness day and it it is delicious uh, we the the guys brought a bottle out. Is it, it's aged in? Is it aged? Is that I, what you yeah, said? Yeah, it's well, it's distilled. Right? Okay, so it's sure. a liqueur. And um, man, they did not make a ton of beer. I'm not even sure how much they have. And and uh, the date, I'm not sure when that date is that it's coming out. But it's well, that'll it's, be massive. It's pretty exciting. They yeah. did a great job. I mean, everything they do, they're they're. I was just, just going to say, Tattersall. Tattersall doesn't make a bad product. So right? he, yeah, for Mike, he can take that and pour it in with a little <laughs> soda, <laughs> and he'll have his little uh, dark, darkness soda. Oh, that would be cool, actually. <laughs> I, you know, I just I like when people do things on the extremes. Yeah. Right. You guys do darkness on the extreme. Sure. Right. It's it's hard to make money when you make an expensive beer and you make a limited edition of it. Right. And then, but I I notice the other extreme wins too when when uh, indeed makes a light beer and all of a sudden it's become sure. their best beer. Um, I just think that's that's neat when people do that. And when Tattersall comes out and says, "I need some darkness to make a liqueur," yeah. that's that has incredible legs to me. Yeah. Well, the great thing about the craft beer segment, it's like it's not a it's just part of the beer world. Like there's so many the varieties are so big now. Mm-hmm. It covers the spectrum because yeah, eight years ago, like a uh, light beer. Excuse me. No. What are you doing? Sure. Um, and we might not you know be doing it, but obviously breweries are doing it and and doing well with it. So it, I think that's the the great sign that we've gotten more people drinking craft beer. Like just the 
the the the group of people drinking it has gotten so much bigger than back in in 06 when we started and it was great but there were just weren't that many people there because that many people didn't know about it but at the same time i mean every time i've gone over to surly it's not like you have to find a gimmick beer to get people into the door i think you're doing just fine on your own <laughs> well thank you yeah we, we, we keep trying we keep we keep pushing hard honestly the, the, i was gonna ask because the last time i was there we had a going away party for someone that was here at the radio station and it was i think a tuesday or a wednesday night and it was packed and i thought my god are they going to have to expand again? That was literally the thought that came to my mind. Not that I really needed to put that dagger into the back of you, but oh no! But but oh, I can't no. I can't imagine that that hasn't come up in conversations with people at at at, at Surly. Well, you know the brewery is pretty big. Uh, it was a big project. Uh, I think I've I've, I've said. Uh, you know, I'll never say never, but one thing Let's I'm not looking forward to doing is building another brewery. <laughs> so <laughs> take a few years off my life. Did you guys put fill out all of your fermenters? You know, th- I like to tell this story. We went to a uh, a tour. We took the staff on a tour of of the new brewery, kind of early on. It was a couple years ago, and you had like five or six, like the inside mm-hmm. fermenters, and then there was like space for more. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we expanded. You know, we started with six fermenters. And then I came back the next time, and they were all there. <laughs> yeah, we started with six fermenters. We added two more to get eight. Yeah. Then we had to expand the fermentation hall, and we have room for 24, like 24 spots for tanks, and 16 of them are filled. 16 wow. of 24, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's room for eight So let's more, go back but, to 2006. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It, you told the story, and I want you to. I'm going to ask you again because I remember it vividly. I want to see if you're lying. You said you had gone into we'll, we'll a, one of your this. very we'll first accounts. You had given uh-huh. up everything, and you said, "Hey, I'm going to go become a brewer. I'm going to open this brewery." And you went up to one of the first accounts, and you gave him one of your beers, and he said, "Do you remember the story?" Well, I, is it the guy that spit it out? The guy who <laughs> yeah, spit it oh out. Yeah, sure. Could you imagine that, Reavers? You've invested. Oh. Literally all your mental capacity, everything you have, probably a lot financially. Well, and a, the whole, uh, yeah, the chips it, are all it, in. Every, you're all in. And one of the guys takes a sip and says, no one's going to drink that. And he's like, why didn't you tell me it's so hoppy? Like, well, I well, said it was an IPA, so I thought as a bar manager you'd know you'd that. Know. So, <laughs> no, I just handed him my card. I'm like, why don't you call me if you want the beer? Did are you they have, an account now? They have no choice. Yeah, they sell a lot of beer yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about it is, is they have no choice because half the world comes in and says, well, what do you have from Surly? Better question, though. Not, not, not that I want to cut you off, Mike, Uh-oh, and not yeah, that I no. want you to name the person or name the venue. Okay. I'm not going to do that. But is that person now a fan of the beer? Uh, that particular person, I've, I guess I've lost track. Lost track. Oh, we gotcha. didn't really They're chat not a lot Facebook after friends. <laughs> I did not go into that account a lot afterwards. You didn't invite them over for well, Christmas? You know, yeah. usually you go to the accounts that support your, you know, support sure. your beers and they're sure. pouring them. It's kind of hard to go, you know, drop 40 bucks in an account that doesn't sure. pour your beer, you but, know? So those are the ones we I've been on to. that side of it working in the service industry before. And I remember, you know, you, you, you talk to a lot of different people. And sure. sometimes it can be a case of someone catches you on a bad day or what, whatever the case oh. might be. But... But you, it's amazing when you're first given something that might be new and revolutionary at the time, and you're thinking, well, this has got no chance. And, and right. a lot of us are wrong in that regard. Well, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was a different time. And I said we brewed beers for people they, uh, they liked but didn't know it yet. Because it was you furious know, that you wanted, handed them, right? Oh, yeah. yeah it was furious. Right, and right. I mean, that was even, it was, you know, we had all four pounds of hops in the bittering side, none of the aromatic side. So, like, it was even, <laughs> it was even a little uh, I mean, a little think of that in 2006, though. 
There was nothing even remotely close to that in Minnesota. Oh, I, yeah, it was completely you know different. I mean, it was uh, you know uh, Summit EPA, Bell's Two Hearted were kind yeah. of the the hoppy yeah. beers around, and yeah. and you know they certainly didn't have that you know those IBUs in them, and. Uh, uh, you know, now it's like, well, sure, what you know, like, oh, well, that's not that hoppy. You know, like mm-hmm. it's kind of the palate <laughs> that's a shift. Beer. The, <laughs> the palate shift has happened, right? It's right. kind of like, well, well, that is only six pounds of hops, and then only hundred and twenty IBUs. Like, well, that's yeah, not very much. But to the so. palate back in 06, that's almost a double IPA in terms yeah. of today of what people were drinking from an IPA standpoint in two thousand and six. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, you it kind of to put it in that time and place, you can't really. I don't know what beer you'd even say because right. because everything's been done now, right? I mean, every style, adjunct stouts. I mean, everything's out mm. there. Everything's on the table. Light beers, imperial fruited kettle sours. So there's no flavor <laughs> profiles that really haven't. That's been, what I'm gonna been, say, uh, Matt. What's your favorite beer? Yet? Imperial fruited kettle sours is all I drink. <laughs> light, light, L I T E. Spike seltzer. Omar, what outside of darkness? What else can we look forward to, you guys, from Surly here coming up in the next weeks, months, what what have you? Well, Yummy Bears out right now. West Coast IPA for those folks that want to go back. Back to 2006 to 10, and remember those just big. That's what everyone drank all the time. Big yep. IPAs. Mark uh, me down for that, Tom. I need one, to try one that. One yummy bear, got it. Yeah, Frost Packs <laughs> are a uh, variety pack out now. That's got a stout uh, in it, dark phase, and um, uh, Liquid Stardust, which is a, a lighter, drier IPA. Um, you know, the other big thing is Autumn Brew Review is coming up this weekend. That's right. So tickets, yep. I believe, are still available five to nine o'clock. It's on gonna Saturday, be, it's going to be amazing. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah the got a great lineup and on the river, so it's a great spot. So that should be a ton of fun, and that one's coming up too. Fantastic! Uh, you are the absolute best. We always appreciate you making time for us on the beer show. Continued success, and uh, thank you from the gift you sent to us seven plus years ago. We really appreciate it, my man. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you next year. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and you can find out more information. Just go to the beer show page online at scorenorth.com. That's Mike Fredoloni. That's Tom from Elevated. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on Podcast One, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers, alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. And uh, we're having a twofer double beer, sh- beer show featured uh, event this week, Tom. And uh, friends of the Beer Show again, and uh, obviously uh, uh, big fans of you, gu- you that you guys are of this particular brewer this week. And the featured beer tasting this particular weekend is Castle Danger. Castle Danger, baby. It's just on time for the Mosaic Fresh Hop. We have our friends from Castle Danger, the building. Rick, Rich, Rich. I had all hey. all, all morning to perfect that. <laughs> <laughs> and it is just one guy's name. And Rich. Boy, you <laughs> failed miserably. for you. So anyway, well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, fellas. We really appreciate it. So uh, first of all, I have to start off with a story. And I asked if it was okay to tell the story because I okay. always get worried if I bring up something where, you know, where there mixes with the distributor and like, no, you can't tell it on the radio. So uh, I was bartending a, a private wedding, I want to say a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And there were two beers uh, featured at this particular wedding. They had, of course, you know, Mick Golden Light for, you know, Uncle Ed and Grandpa and everybody else. And Castle Danger Cream Ale on tap. Those were the only two beers that were available at this particular wedding. And it's, I was happy because Cream Ale is one of my particular favorites. So kudos to you guys. That sounds like a great wedding. <laughs> well, this particular guy, I don't want to I, I don't know if he wants me to share this on, on the show, but I will say 
He is the world's <laughs> biggest Castle Danger fan, and he made sure that that was one of the beers that because his wife is more of a wine drinker. Sure. So he made sure that cream ale was the one that was available to be served on tap at his wedding. God, God bless his heart. <laughs> bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about my job is I get to meet the biggest Castle Danger fans almost every day. That's really cool. I I meet folks that say, you know what, you think you've met everybody. I'm the biggest Castle Danger fan, and they'll say, well, we'll see. I do notice though from <laughs> from afar that uh, you guys do have a very passionate, dedicated, and loyal fan base of people that really, really go out and seek your beer. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah uh, I, thank, I, God. I, yeah. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric Swafford uh, is with us here, too. And, and yes, we're very happy that, that people love our beer. Um, we think it's a, a, a tribute to... Number one, our, our brewers. I mean, it really, for us, it all starts and ends with the beer, and it's all beer in between. Um, our brewers make amazing beer, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not chasing too many fads. We're, we're trying to keep it clean, trying to keep it four-ingredient and consistent. You know, we really want the beer that someone uh, buys at the Two Harbors Municipal Liquor Store to taste like the one they buy at uh, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We want them to be the same. So let me ask you a question. It, given where you guys are located, you know, great, up on the North Shore, yes. basically, but given where you guys are located, you guys, to me, from afar, kind of seem like a destination-slash-vacation spot for people that are, you know, in the summertime taking the kids and the fam up to the North Shore, on their way to Canada, wh- whatever the case might be, that you guys are really kind of a destination spot for a lot of us. We're we're so fortunate that way because you guys have all gone on vacation. When you go on vacation, you're ready to have a good time. Oh yeah, and and especially us with kids, you're just <laughs> you're primed, and yeah. it doesn't take you know uh, the biggest water slide in the world to give you a great time. You're on the North Shore, and uh, uh, add on top of it a fantastic beer. It just it it just builds into people's memories and they just they are able to repeat it year after year and that's something that we're so thankful for to have that that environment and then have our beer in the middle of it. Does does the vast majority of your beer sell in the cities or are you still dominant up north? Twin Cities accounts for about 40% of our sales. Okay, so still less than 50%. So guys, you ready to play a little game, Tom and, and Chris? There we go. Can we name the top 5 breweries in Minnesota? Yes. Okay, give him to me. Uh, number one, I think, would still be Shells. Correct. Uh, number two, is e- it's two and three are either Surly and Summit, Summit or Surly. Uh, which one do you have, Tom? Summit. Summit, yes, is number two. Surly is number three. Number four is what? Number four would be, we just had him on. I should know this. Um, number four, number four would be... Uh, it's not Fulton. It is Fulton. It and is. number okay. five, okay. coming in with 24,000 barrels of beer. Castle Danger. Is Castle Danger. I did but not know that. Guess I wouldn't what 24,000 barrels of beer makes them be able to do? What? Not sell growlers. Not, oh. What? Not do something. Boo. Is that? I mean, is that true? You guys, I, I, I'm reading this. You, you were founded in 2011. Successful. 2011 was our first So batch. in eight years... You went from non-existent to the fifth largest brewery and making 24,000 barrels of beer. That is hyper-fast growth. It was very fast. And for a congratulations, the state of Minnesota said, congratulations <laughs> on your success. You can no longer sell growlers. You're in the penalty box. Is that true? Yep. Absolutely. Explain that to us. Uh, there's a rule on the books. Once you hit 20,000 barrels, you can't sell growlers. And it's on the books to protect the three-tier system. Sure. Okay. Brewers brew, wholesalers sell product to retailers, retailers sell to consumers. Uh, we fully support 
the three-tier system, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be where we are with without the three-tier system. So you're in favor. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we, they'd like to sell growlers. Well, like sure, that. sure. But you what, get it is, I guess, a better way to put it. What people don't understand is there, there's two caps for growlers. There's the 20,000-barrel cap, and then there's another cap that says you cannot sell more than 750 barrels of beer in growlers. So it's not like we can sell unlimited amounts of beer in growlers. Anyways, okay. No brewery in Minnesota has passed 500 barrels in growlers. I think that uh, Castle Danger and probably Dangerous Man are the, the two that sell the most. Just Dangerous Man's not in distribution. Castle Danger, because we are a tourist destination, there's 100,000 people that visit our brewery every year. 95% are from out of town. Yeah, want to take a up there, they're, they're buying a piece of the brewery in the North Shore and taking it home. You know, this is going to sound really stupid. That's Can okay. You have That's a, what you're here for. Your Uncle Jimmy open a liquor store right next to your your place that only sells Castle Danger beer. And now that's a different tier. Your distributor would distribute to him and then sell it right out of there. I mean, is that not possible? Or do you want to, the things that you're selling in the growlers are the things they can't get in the liquor stores anyways? A lot of the, the growler beer is, is our One limited stuff that's okay. only available in the tap room. Sure. That just seems so weird. 24,000 is a lot of barrels of beer, but you guys absolutely are a destination. It's like going to the Minnesota Zoo and not being able to buy a sloth. Who would want to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, hy hypothetically, if we took the, the five breweries in Minnesota that cannot sell growlers, uh, Shells, Summit, Surly, Fulton, now Castle Danger, if they were all to be able to sell growlers, it would account for one half of 1% of the total Minnesota beer sales. So it's it's not like there would be a flood of sure. growlers going into the market. It wouldn't take 12% out of the market. Or something. No. So oh, wow. what what are we looking at as far as, I mean, craft beer has is, is, is carved its own path, you know, including going through legislation? I mean, what, 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 what would it take to change something like that? A bill was introduced last year, and, and it stays on, on the table for two years. It, it didn't really get a lot of traction last year, but... What we're asking for is to remove the the cap for the twenty thousand barrel cap from mm -hmm. growlers and keep the seven hundred fifty barrel cap. We want to keep this a niche thing. Seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, seven hundred fifty barrels. Right. Okay, so you still can't sell too much out of your tap room. Correct. Okay, got right. it. You know, well, just to turn it, it to avoid turning everything into just selling just, from yourself okay. and again and looping the the, the three tier system. Got it. But if you've yeah. got a tap room, we, we think that you should be able to sell a growler. It's, so it's kind of for sure. why you go to a tap room. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let me ask you an extremely loaded question. I think Ooh. you guys are the perfect person or perfect people, excuse me, to, to answer this question because just me being the idiot that talks on the microphone on this radio show, but that's also a fan of craft beer and just kind of seeing things from afar. This is like the 30,000 foot view question. Is that really looked at as a bad thing that you're not able to do it? Because I'm just picturing from a cost standpoint or whatever. Or do you look at it and say it it has good and bad? Or do you look at it and say no? We really, really want to be able to sell growlers. I'm just I'm just generally curious about that. We we want to be able to sell growlers. Okay, that's that's what um, I figured. You know, one of the the arguments I've always countered uh, the the whole uh, issue is that when when someone from uh, Edina comes up to our brewery and buys a growler and in, it brings it home and enjoys it, they're not going back to the brewery for the next taste of our beer. Right. They're mm -hmm. going to go to uh, uh, off-premise or an on-premise vendor. You know, the, uh, our ability to sell growlers in our tap room, we look at it as part of a marketing effort. Sure. Folks are able to bring that growler home. And you know there's something special about having a growler 
there's a community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we sign Only a Reavers drinks them alone. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> I could polish one off before halftime. Uh, there's a commitment there's a level to it too. Once you crack that top, that's the sound of you drinking that whole growl. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it's part of our heritage. It's part of every sure. uh, craft brewery's uh, their beginnings of. of Putting beer, and that's the first way we were able to bring our beer to our what our customers. Um, it also it is a time consuming thing, but that time is being consumed by people working in two harbors filling those growlers. So we're uh, we we do want to be able to sell growlers, and we're not the amount that we sold in growlers is not as Eric said, it's not cutting into the overall number. Sure. Um, yeah, we definitely want to sell growlers. Gotcha. All right, so let's transition to the beer now. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, two tastings this week, and per usual as the double doubled featured beer show guest this week. Um, this Friday at the South Minneapolis store at Hiawatha and 42nd. This Saturday at uh, White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. at Highway 61 4th Street, downtown White Bear Lake. Castle Danger is the featured guest this week, and I want to uh, give a little shout-out here because this Mosaic IPA, which I hope is being featured this weekend, mm-hmm. is freaking phenomenal. This is a really good IPA. Yeah, it's I, I would have out. to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> These guys at Castle Danger really like their Mosaic IPA. It's it's crazy, but this is uh, this is the season for fresh hops. This is when the harvest happens yep. for hops and. And Castle Danger now has done this for a few years now. I want to say three, four, five years. Uh, I would, I think six. We were six brewing, bef- brewing this beer before I got to the brewery. Um, back when, yeah. back when there wasn't enough to go around. There right? wasn't, and uh, there's still. Well, and one of the charms of this beer is that um, number one, we can't fake this beer. Yeah, you could make a pumpkin beer in the middle of June if you wanted. Just throw some pumpkin sure, extract right, in it. Right. You can make a, a Christmas beer in February if you really wanted to. Throw some nutmeg or whatever you'd put in there, coriander. <laughs> um, you can only make a fresh hop beer Shots when the hops are fresh. fresh yeah. <laughs> That's the only time you can make this beer. So there's a little romance to it. Yeah, um, and also the fact that. We're not increasing volume on this beer. We've made uh, eight 30 barrel batches since I've been aboard. Oh, and really? We're not making any more. Oh, that's okay. It. So that's top so it, it, uh, So uh, new this year, though, is the 12 ounce four pack, which yeah. is nice because for a couple of reasons, it's a little bit easier on the pocketbooks. Yes. But then that, that takes that eight 30 barrels and stretches it out a little bit more. Right on the on the package side, we're so, adding I a mean, third yeah. more. Yeah, so absolutely. you just get a few more of those four packs out into people's hands. Whereas yep. it's you know over the years been kind of tough to to keep on the shelf. Of course, we have it uh, in stock it at both stores, uh, and we'll have it for this these tastings this weekend. But yeah, this is a limited run thing. This doesn't hang around for a long time at, at all. all. And I, I'm surprised that it's it's still the same amount, just with how well this beer is done. Eric, have you have you uh, advocated for uh, doubling the the batch runner. It, it, it is uh, it's a monstrosity d- just to get the the hops picked and get them to the brewery yeah. in twenty four hours. So it, it's an expensive beer to make. So it's okay to have a lost leader for X amount of beer. You don't want to double up your pain yeah. on feeling it, right? Really, you want it in the market and out of the market, sure. just like that. So if if you leave people wanting more. I think you've you've won. You don't want to yeah. have it. Well, a so expand on that a little bit. I, uh, these the the hops are coming in within 24 hours from being picked. Yeah. Minnesota hop. It's, it's a mosaic it's, hop. Where is it grown? Yeah. Yakima Valley. Yakima Valley. Yeah. So it has to get on a plane 
and literally get here in 24 hours. Yep. Otherwise, it's truck. no longer yep. refrigerated truck. truck. Okay, yep. so it's just, so, yeah, I guess they're not buying now the first class Now, one of the challenges seafood. with this is it's, I assume it's whole cone? Yep. Whole cone hops, yeah. So it's just a volume game mm-hmm. where you have, it's so much bigger at, and and you have the same brewing equipment right yeah <laughs> you don't yeah. you don't get a bigger bash ton because you're making a special beer so just the the logistics of it uh come into play as far as how much they're able to make and um uh, you know it's all about that freshness so right, right. Uh, yeah it, it makes sense now that we've kind of talked through that yeah you're sticking with the that. brewery has to be the brewery itself has to just smell Unbelievable for that time. <laughs> or are you guys? Are you guys? Uh, so people, when they walk into the hardware store, they say, "Ah, oh, it smells a lot like manure and fertilizer in here." And I say, "Yeah, it's delicious, isn't it?" But you guys actually, when people come in, I mean, is it is it noticeable? I mean, it, yes. it, yeah. Okay. When you walk into the brewery and the fresh hops have just come in, you would maybe think that you were at a Grateful Dead concert. Wow, <laughs> real happy, huh? I, uh, I, cool. I popped into the uh, packaging hall uh, right in the middle of the run. The hops came on a. It's usually a three day, two and a half day brew, and the brewers brew around the clock, okay. so they kind of clear their schedule. And I popped into the packaging hall to because that's where our walk in is, and that's where I get uh, most of my samples. And uh, I opened the door, and the guys were packaging cans, and all of a sudden they stopped. And you could see them sticking their nose to the air and sniffing. I'm like, what are those lunatics doing? Mm-hmm. And I realized half a second later that it, the even in the cold, that waft yeah. of that fresh hop. Sure. And, really? and they were used to people opening that door, and they're like, oh, here's my chance to smell some hops while I'm packaging beer. Oh, isn't um, that funny? It's we, we also we take a couple handfuls, and we, we'll put them in a, one or two hops in a in a, in a regular finished beer mm-hmm. just to drink and you're filtering it through it and it changes the beer yeah. as you're drinking it mm. um, it is it is a really really special time at the brewery when those hops roll in it's and, awesome. and we can't grow that tom do you know can we grow mosaic here you could i'm not sure about how the specifics of mosaic uh grow but many people have you know their backyard they typically it's seems the guys that i know mostly doing the seas which are more traditional Cascade, Centennial, sure. Chinook. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's a if it's a weather type thing for Mosaic or just or it's just a, a newer selection. it's a newer hop to where it maybe hasn't gotten to the to the small scale. But absolutely, grabbing uh, a few hops around at your buddy's place and mm-hmm. actually throwing it right into your beer That's is a fun awesome. thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a I I stole my wife's uh, little tea. They have a like a like a tea ball, little tea bell. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a little metal thing that sure, you like, put loose tea in yeah. for making tea or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you just throw some hops in there and then uh, toss that baby in there for a little freshness. It's really nice. I attempted to grow hops in my backyard. The rhizomes I went from like right in the pots. You did? Yeah, and every they were gone instantaneously with squirrels and and uh, rabbits. And I thought, huh. Little bastards drinking all my beer. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe they're already. brewing somewhere. Squirrel, <laughs> Squirrel party at Fresno. Yeah, like, how did they know? How yeah. do they? They're not eating the vegetables. Neither was I. But <laughs> they were being grown. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some of the other beers that you guys have featured for Castle Danger. Obviously, we were talking about the Mosaic IPA, which I am a big fan of. But I want to hear. And, and we mentioned Cream Ale earlier. But uh, let's hear about some of the other beers you guys have at Castle Danger. We have uh, we have five year round beers. Uh, we have uh, Ode IPA, which is a very, very popular IPA for us. We have our Pale Ale. It's named uh, 177. That's named after our address in Two Harbors. Cool. It's got seven different hops in it, so sevens were kind of wild there. Uh, we just introduced uh, Amber Lager uh, this January, North Shore Lager. So that's 
kind of stepping out for us to make a make a lager and make it a year-round beer. And then, of course, we have our George uh, Cream Ale, of course. And mm-hmm. then um, we have a stout called George Hunter Stout. It's an 8% uh, American version of an Irish dry stout, um, named after Clint McFarland's great-great-grandfather, who was a brewer up in Tower, Minnesota. Cool. Uh, George Hunter sounds like one of those made-up names. It sounds yeah, like so cool. a bunch of real smart marketing people <laughs> came up with a George Hunter. That sounds like a tough guy. Like George Killian. <laughs> What's that? Like George Killian. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, George Hunter was a real guy. I, I've, uh, we've got pictures of him. Got it. Um, so those are our five-year-round beers, and then we have a, a, a seasonal, you know, once every three months. Uh, right now we're talking about Red Hop. Yep. So along with the hops that we you can that taste in Mosaic, that's Red Hop. Okay. Yep. Um, it's a... It, we can't call it a red IPA because, as, as we all know, the P in IPA stands for pale. Sure. And red can't be pale. So we call it an India-style red ale. It definitely has a, a strong hop component. Um, nice balance. You get a lot of that red malt flavor. That so you're the, appeasing to both the, the amber fans the, yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the IPA fans, yeah. too, at the same time. But it's, it's, a, it's a bold beer, really. Uh, a lot. The malt, to me, stands out a lot, but the hops are still there as well. Cool. You know, I was just thinking, as you were mentioning, or as you guys were talking about, uh, you know, er, er, all the hop characteristics with the Mosaic IPA, how cool would this be? Let's plan this. Let's plan this for next summer, boys, because I'm not okay. going up there in the wintertime. Screw that. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> You're smart. But how about this? We we head up 35. Okay. Mm-hmm. We hit up our boys at Bent Paddle. We Absolutely. all love Ben yeah. and, all, yep. and all those guys at Bent Paddle. We go to Castle Danger and then we go to Lutzen. How far are you guys from Lutzen? An hour? Not even an hour? 55 miles. Okay, that's what we do. And it's a it's we'll, a beer we'll take, show. We'll take Mike's car. We can get there in thirty minutes. There right. you go. <laughs> right. Or or when they build the train, you know the the, the high express train, we could just do that. Oh, or I bet you we wow. could go with Omar from Surly, and he probably has a jet now. So let's take his jet. I like that. that. There you go. Even better. Oh, there you go. But I, I have to imagine that a lot of people do that little circuit because there's some great breweries that are in Duluth, Bent Paddle included. But there's some great that there's there are some really hidden gems up in that area of the state. Uh, for a guy like me who's been in that part of the world his entire life, all we used to hear when people would come up to enjoy our area was, yeah, I got up to Duluth or the shore, but the weather sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, we've called. We haven't been able to do anything about summer sure. weather. But as it turns out, into you, it, yeah, we, we, we looked into it. We're waiting to hear back. Don't worry. When Elizabeth Warren gets elected president, <laughs> she'll she's going to fix of all of that climate yeah. crisis for you. It'll be even so colder out there. Boy. I'm sorry. Continue. What are you going to say? Free college. But now you can can go and do tourism in our area. And if it's bad weather, bring the kids into a brewery. You can order some pizza. We've got, you know, obviously Ben Paddle is amazing. They make great beer. Um, We're good, great friends with them. Some of the cool stuff that happens in the craft beer world. We help each other out all the time. That's awesome. If we're out of caps. Hey, we're out of pack tech lids. Do you got the right color? Uh, you know, we, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're and that's what that synergy tent. is. Such a yeah. cool aspect of this industry. It's yep. re- it's really cool. And do you do you see it easier to sell into the Twin Cities market because you're not in Minneapolis or St. Paul? I I, I, I focus on the north north line. Okay, what uh, about Eric, you, Eric? You might know more about that. Yeah, you know, it, it's really not very difficult to sell Castle Danger. You're anymore. saying your job is easy. Yeah, <laughs> saying you can do it for <laughs> half as much. You should probably do it for half the price. Lon's <laughs> <laughs> not listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what my concept is: is I live in St. Paul. Reavers lives on the, uh, the west side. Well, not every bar and restaurant in St. Paul wants a Minneapolis beer, right? They kind of. Say hey, if we're gonna have something local, we'll make it hyper local, and then sure. we'll you know. But 
they'll take something from Duluth because they're not competing with the tap room from Duluth. Correct. And uh, are you feeling some of that? Definitely, okay. especially uh, with with bars and restaurants. You know, there there's certain bars and restaurants that that don't want to have a beer on tap that's down the road from them. They, they may look at the tap room as as competition. Sure. And and it is in some fashion or form. It's not a, a unfriendly competition, but it's hey, you can also get that beer down two blocks away, but Absolutely. you can't get Castle Danger two blocks away unless you're next elevated, and then you can go right in there and get it. Yeah, bam, we got bam. all of it. Well, and I I think part of that is is the old school way of looking at our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we might six blocks from our brewery have our beer on tap. We don't have meat raffles. Mm-hmm. We don't have pull tabs. We don't have Chardonnay. Yeah. We just sell our beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different experience. Uh, it the whole the whole looking at the world is a different way. Um, we go out of our way. We do not sell food at our brewery at mm-hmm. our tap room. For number one, we don't know how to do it. We make beer. Mm-hmm. We're good at making beer. Uh, the other part of it is we don't want to take business away from our our. That's an Business excellent partners. point. Yeah. Um, and, we don't and even have a TV. We don't have a TV. Well, you can go out back and sit on the porch and look at uh, the beautiful nature, and right. that should uh, keep you busy for a while. Every time I, I head up that way, it's a great stop, and it's a it's an amazing place. Uh, I would encourage anyone uh, in the area to check out that tap room because it's 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 pretty cool, and you know, they do make great beer. But yeah, it, it's kind of a special thing that you got up there uh, in the in the Northland, like you said, and uh, you can't really. Um, it can't be replicated. Exactly. Yep, I completely agree with you. All right, uh, the double-featured beer show tasting this weekend, this Friday at uh, the South Minneapolis Elevated at Hiawatha and 42nd. That's going to happen from 5 to 7 p.m. And then this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake Elevated location. And uh, you can find that spot at Highway 61 4th Street. And Castle Danger is the featured guest, Tom. Absolutely. We'll have the fresh hop. We'll have the red hop that we talked about. We have the full lineup, everything you can taste through. Go home with your favorite. It's free as always. If you can't make it, you can pull up the app and order stuff online and get it delivered. Perfect. I had a question about oh, that. Oh, question now, about the I, app. I like it. I don't live in downtown Two Harbors, but I live just outside. So would, would I be able to get beer with the 100%. app if I'm outside of Two Harbors? <laughs> Tom's going to actually drive it himself. So, awesome. yeah, the delivery fee is going to be right around $500. <laughs> but if you buy enough... And they just hired Reavers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a case of Mosaic. Right. Yeah. We, you know, we thought about it. We... we, we we thought about a, a, a location in Duluth. We we scouted. We were up there looking around. Not it's until a, you build one in Carver. It's a great <laughs> it's a great beer city. We thought about getting up there. Um, you know, crazier things will happen. We'll see what happens in the future. Maybe we'll get have up there. A, and, have a have a three way sampling. You put you them go. on the spot. But also uh, downloading that app is very very easy. Just search Elevated Beer on your app store of choice. Yeah, we're on Apple and Android. Grab that. Otherwise, you can just go to the mobile site Elevated Shop. Uh, look for all of our Castle Danger products. Order up one of each and have it delivered to your house in thirty minutes. Fantastic. It's crazy. Yeah. What so, a world we live in. Yeah. Rich, Eric, if people want to find out more information about you guys at Castle Danger, where they can't buy growlers at your tap room and all things uh, Castle Danger related, everything's available on the website, I assume. Absolutely. Uh CastleDangerBrewery.com mm-hmm. and then uh, C Danger Brewer. That's uh, our Twitter handle. Cool. And of course we're on Facebook and, and all the other 
social media avenues. Awesome. That was this was fun, guys. Thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. We're gonna hold you to the plan about going up, to, taking uh, Omar's jet. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me let me explain to you how making plans with these guys is. Usually, I'm the one that throws out. We should have a happy hour together. When? Crickets. No, <laughs> Crickets. we're gonna do it. Crickets. We're gonna do it. That's what I say. But I love them like br- it. It. But I love them like brothers. So I put up with it. You know, that's what I do. But anyway, thanks you guys. I really appreciate. Continued success for you guys at Thank Castle you. Danger. Appreciate you guys having us. You got Thank it. you for having us. Uh, and also social media channels for you guys at Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits. Yeah, eleva- at Elevated BWS or at Elevated WBL. Pick your poison there on all of the channels that you can find. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Michael Rivers. You're the best. Thank you so much, sir. And thank you so much for your continued support here of the beer show we truly appreciate it and uh, help other people find the beer show search us on itunes and give us a five-star rating even if you don't like us if you give us a five-star rating it helps other people find the beer show we thank you so much we'll talk to you again next thursday night until then cheers